Hello, okay. efforts. I got distracted. Put yep. the fucking bag down. <laughs> you never get distracted. Put the bag. down. I just want to be one time this season. I'm gonna get pot out before he does. You had a good chance like a couple of weeks ago when I was distracted yeah. with he all these cords it last week. Yeah. I yeah. Uh, I'm your host, Internet Keith, and welcome to the Titans edition of Football and Other F-Words. Today on the Titans edition, we will be talking about Titans news. We will review that delicious victory over the Jaguars, and we will preview the upcoming game against the Giants. Uh, As is tradition, I'm joined by some hooligans. This first guy, he's got some mean Derrick Henry face right now. It's Zebo. It's just because uh, finally my jersey that I bought, the Derrick Henry jersey... That I just bought this offseason finally proved out to be a good purchase, and I didn't wear it for that one game. <laughs> and now it's, it's I don't done. think you can wear it at all. I can't. Yeah, no. I can't. Sometimes it luck. goes that way. Yeah. You know? uh, we've also got a man who uh, is wearing a Christmas sweater this week, but this time it doesn't have loud, loud lights on it. It's Mr. Lebowski. I can't help that the lights are so loud on the other sweater. It also plays music. It does yeah. play music. It's a lot. That damn Titan sweater plays music. You can connect it, Bluetooth. That's going to get out of hand. <laughs> I mean, and you can connect it via Bluetooth? No, you can't. Yeah. The second I find a Pantera Christmas album, it's over. <laughs> it's fucking over. Uh, and finally, we have an extra special guest today. We've got uh, Chad Withrow from Midday 180. How are you, Chad? I'm doing great, gentlemen. Thank you so much for inviting me to the brightest garage in the world. I really do appreciate this. This is amazing. Only I feel like be- at any point that aliens are going to come down and try to inspect me. Yeah. Where were this you? Place. It's great. Only the best for you. Yes, this is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, we really like to uh, show exactly how ugly we are as a group of yeah. people just by beaming the lights directly. The only thing we eyes. need is like those hotel makeup miller- mirrors yes. that just show every flaw you could possibly have. On I have eyes. to pick and choose when to open my eyes during this broadcast because <laughs> of fear of just they're constantly shutting with the brightness. Those mirrors are god awful. Yeah. Whenever I'm in a hotel and I walk by and look at one, I'm like, Jesus Christ, yeah. that's. Who is that? What <laughs> happened to my face? <laughs> Did I go out drinking or do I have a lazy eye? What is this? Why am I old? I, I yell at Lauren from the bathroom, why do you want to date me? I just don't get it. You kind of look at yourself and you say, I look like that? It's that, it's that realization. It's like when you yeah. wake up first thing in the morning and you look 15 years older than you actually are. And you look in the mirror and think, wow, do I, I really look like that now? Yeah. This is me? This is reality? Yeah. This is my life this now. This is not okay. It's a startling realization. Well, as always, today's podcast is brought to you by an F word, and today's F word is face, as in first, first there was Manning face, now there is Derrick Henry face. <laughs> the and Derrick Henry face is fantastic. Yeah. And, it's uh, fantastic. We've got an ad read for, we do. for the bill. We do. <laughs> fell in love with a shot. I fell in love hard and where the weekly. The best shirts in the world. From what I'm feeling, they're so appealing. You can wear them in a street fight, yeah, the shirts are fine. Won't cause overheating. The nipple softness is amplified, yeah. Zebra's on this fine, yeah, your nipples will be bleeding now. They have shirts for girls. Never fall out of baby, you'll never look creepy. So come on and give them a whirl. The polygon blend will keep you from freezing. They even match your stupid hairdos, yeah. My brain knows you'll be warm when it's sleeping. If you're looking for something new, yeah, sing it once before, but it bears repeating now. For the Bills is five. 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 Bid all the other shirts to do, yeah, probably not great for lunch and meetings. If you're looking for something new, yeah, sing it once before, but it bears repeating now. Fell in love with a shirt. I fell in love once and wear them weekly. 
the best shirts in the world. From what I'm feeling, they're so appealing. You can wear them in a street fight. Yeah, the shirts are fine and it will cause overheating. The nipple softness is amplified. Yeah, Steven says it's fine. Yeah, your nipples will be bleeding now. Fire the bells and we're fine. 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 Fit all the other shirts and do, yeah, probably not great for lunch and meetings. If you're looking for something new, yeah, I sung it once before, but a band's repeating now. Pod. <laughs> That, that is so fantastic. The fact that SB Nation is just okay with you doing that. They they said because it's you know not really for profit for us. We're not getting paid for it. Oh, they don't. They I don't. thought for a moment Jack White actually recorded that when it started. He yeah, lives I, here in I, Nashville. I, I thought, man, you've got the real hookup yeah, if Jack I, White came in and recorded. I emailed Third Man Records. It, it was met with a no. That was uh, <laughs> that was terrific work right there. I like to do the uh, most embarrassing ones or over the top ones when we have a guest because I think they hear it. But they, they don't get to experience, you know, what you all experience first time hearing it. No, the yeah. best the best was watching exactly Chad's here. He gets to see it. Buck is in here. He gets to listen to him. It's I can't believe we have guests that stay after that. <laughs> it's uh, it's awesome. I, I I do listen to the podcast and it's one of the highlights is getting to listen to the parody song. Uh, to start, so I, I enjoy it each and every time. It, it's terrific. I already have a plan for when if if we get PK on the show, I've already got a song about PK prepared and written. You know, here's what's funny it. about, the, and I, I'm curious if the listening habits of, of your listeners are the same. I listen to you guys after wins, yeah. and I feel yeah. like I, I'm I'm in this <laughs> eternal struggle of of negativity and just angry people all yeah. week. So if there's something positive after a win, I'll come and listen to it. But then after a loss, I'm like, I'm I'm getting enough of the, the negative <laughs> yeah. stuff as yeah. it is. It's, listen, yeah. it's bad. I'm gonna enough. take I'm gonna take a week off. It's yeah. bad enough to have to record it. I mean, we we have internal conversations all the time of if they lose to X team this week, can we just have dead silence and then just yeah. all right? <laughs> yeah, yeah I think that was the plan. If we lost to the Jaguars, we were not gonna record. No, we were, <laughs> we're just no. gonna take it. We're just gonna do the we're NFL do the ad read and that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just going to be weeping in the background. It's, I mean, it's our job, but it, you know when you come in after a devastating loss that it's going to be a really good show. But you also know that psychologically it's going to wear you down by the end of the week. <laughs> it's like by the end of four hours, then by the week, okay, let's, let's start trying to look ahead at something different. Right. Even for someone like Paul who doesn't care <laughs> yeah. one way or the other yeah. who wins. Yeah. I mean, he cares now. He's got a website that makes yeah. him money, so he wants the Titans to Do win. Do you just watch David through the glass as he's answering the phone and his soul is leaving his body <laughs> as angry callers are calling in? You can just see Reed, like, if he's looking to the heavens at any point, you know that it's either the best call in history or the worst call. Because either he's laughing at what the person is saying, he's thinking, oh, my God, this is going to be terrible. You can usually tell by his expression. We, we need a uh, producer, the you know, I know we have DJ EJ, but he never answers phone calls. We need, I guess, now we need intern, right? Now we, we need to go to we, intern. We need status. an intern to answer calls. Yeah. Who was the guy on ESPN? Was it Max something? The guy who would be the st- like the stat boy? Yeah. Oh yeah. Remember yeah. on part on yeah. PTI, he'd oh, come yeah. in at the end and oh, tell you everything you screwed up. It, it's right. the guy who does uh, around Zachary Alley, right? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, who does around the horn now? Yeah, uh, yeah. No, that's that's where he's got to start with stat boy because he kept going back. It was 
around the horn, then PTI, then he would like host around the horn, then he'd go back to being Stat Boy. Yeah, it was really <laughs> odd when he got to be too famous for that role on PTI, yeah. and he still went back <laughs> yeah. to Stat Boy at the end. That wouldn't be. And good. he just showed up at the very end with like clearly he had nothing on the notebook paper yeah. that he had. He was just reading <laughs> some other cue card somewhere. But he's like, oh, here's what you guys screwed up. Yeah, yeah, but see that that wouldn't be good for ours because at the end of it, it would be a five minute laundry list of all the shit I fuck up. It would be I think that would be hilarious. It would be longer than the actual Lepowski, yeah. Trent Delfer is no longer in the NFL, and he does <laughs> never played for the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Derrick Henry played for Alabama, sure? not Auburn. Yeah. Yeah. Got that one wrong, too. Okay, so I have to ask before we get started. The Derek Carr over Marcus uh, comments that I guess y'all agreed to unanimously still hold true to this? Um, I don't remember that we agreed to it. Uh, wholeheartedly. I, I will say this. I know that Hutton and Paul are huge Derek Carr guys. Yeah. Um, I'm not trying to roll them under the bus here. I, I mean, mean, I, I don't know. Look, right, right now, right now, absolutely, you would take Marcus Mariota. Yeah. Um, yeah. Both have injury issues. I mean, it's – I'm taking Mariota right now. I don't yeah. think it's as distant a race – is maybe you want to believe? Yeah, I think it's a little bit closer than that. But fourth quarter, I there's mean, something Marcus. about there's something about Derek Carr. Yeah, that you fall in love with when he's dropping dimes. Like yeah. there are those games. You're like, yes. this is what an NFL quarterback looks like. Look at this pocket yeah. awareness. The game in Nashville to start. I guess it was last season, yeah. right? The opener. You watch certain throws, and you're like, man, that's this is what great NFL quarterback play looks like. But you can say the same about Marcus Mariota, yeah, right? When he's great. And just the other night's a great example. You know, he's good, he's efficient, he didn't need to do a lot, but he still floats the one pass. Right. I don't want to harp on the one negative thing, but I, the angle I was watching from, I know you guys had a similar angle on yeah. it, you could tell right away, oh, that's, that's an interception. Yeah. You could yeah. tell that he, over, he overshot the receiver, he was there, he was open. I think he was throwing to Tajay Sharp on the play. But you just knew right when it left his hand, it was, it, it was too far. It was a very deflated uh, throw because when he, they threw it, I, th- I mean, just the, the box that we were in was yeah. just like, <sighs> it was like, yep, that's <laughs> yeah, like, like we bitch. just saw it. Yeah. <laughs> we saw it coming. And that seems to be the Marcus thing is like when he throws an interception, you're like, yeah, that, that's going to be an interception. I have, a buddy, I have a buddy named Ryan Dixon. He's about six foot eight, 350 pounds, just an enormous man. And he's got a rocket launcher for an arm. And he's a little bit like Marcus Mariota. He will throw 15 bullet passes right into your chest when you're just out of the tailgate throwing. Yeah. And then the 15th throw will inexplicably sell 50 yards over your head, <laughs> knock out three old ladies at a tent behind you. Yeah. I mean, we've nearly gotten in fights. He nearly killed someone one time <laughs> off, a, off a hop. We're in Lexington, Kentucky for a Tennessee-Kentucky game. This thing skips into a tailgate. Yeah. And nearly kills a middle-aged woman on the way in. That's to me. That's the perfect uh, yeah. uh, comparison to Marcus Mariota. Great throw, great throw, great throw. And then every now and again, you see these throws. It's like, man, that's not what yeah. good NFL quarterbacks do. And that was one example the other night. Yeah. Well, and that's you know the and those are going to happen. I get that yeah. for everyone. Well, but. the nice thing about it is such a cliche narrative that both Marcus and Derek, you get the same thing out of them. Neither one of them are going to give the hell up. Like, you're not going to get the Jameis Winston throwing a fucking fit on the sidelines. Like, that's what I, I do like. Yeah. Get, they also aren't going to eat, eat W's yeah. afterwards exactly. also, which yeah. is another good good side yeah. effect. Uh, definitely Marcus Mariota. Definitely that that was a great, great part of Red Zone was seeing Jameis Winston this past Sunday just, like, start yelling at his offensive lineman. I'm thinking, dude, you still have, like, a whole half to play. They still have to protect you <laughs> to, to yeah, win well, this that's, game. You know, and, and everybody wants to see more fire out of the quarterback, but there's your downside right yeah. there. 
And honestly, I mean, we're seeing some of the downside with Aaron Rodgers in, in Green Bay. Yeah. When you have a personality like that, it could eventually wear on people. Uh, coaches could lose their job if you disagree with them. And Mario is never going to be that guy. Would I like to see him a little bit more animated at times? Not even animated, just more type A. Yeah. You know, we had him on at the Super Bowl, for instance, and we were talking to him about Matt LaFleur, and we asked him something about input into the offensive system and what plays he oh, likes. Yeah, I remember that. And he sort of deferred to, you know, well, hey, I'm, I'm a team player. We'll, we'll do whatever. And I'm thinking, I want you to go in and say, these plays right here. You go into a game plan and say, I want these plays. Right. More often than not. I'd, I'd love to see, and we don't, we don't, you know, see Mariota behind the scenes with a team. Uh, I'd like to hear a little bit more about, about things like that with him. Yeah. Yeah. I think Hasselbeck was always a good one. I think I brought it up on the podcast before that uh, when talking about audibles. But if Matt didn't like a play, I guess this there may have been shorter time in between snaps. But if Matt didn't like a play, he said on the Pro Bowl, he would just act like his uh, head, his headset was out <laughs> yeah. on the field, and he'd be like, "What? I can't hear Brilliant. you." And then he'd call his own play. That's Matt Hasselbeck is like the perfect. I don't know, maybe not the perfect example, but the perfect example of what I think that Marcus is closest to on the field as far as a leader. He's very reserved. I think Matt's probably more, definitely more animated. We've seen it, but more he leads – everybody loves him. I think A to Z Sports put out a good article interviewing people about Marcus's three traits on the teams. And uh, one of them was kind of like, you all don't see the fire that we see, but – when it's fourth quarter, the fire is there. When it's you know when he's leading the comeback, the fire is there. It's right, just kind yeah. of like a something that we don't see. But I agree. I, I would love to see a little bit more out of markets and stuff. I know we've kind of gotten we've seen off a taste now, of it this year. Yeah. He's he's talked some trash after a couple of plays. He's and stiff done arms stuff like and that. stuff like that. He's definitely a competitor. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you can see the way he runs in, in crucial moments and know he's a competitor. But I think also just it, this is typical with any fan. If you're watching your team play. You want them to be as devastated as you are at all times, yeah. and you want the same emotion, good or bad. And uh, th- there is, to me, it's a it's a quality trait to not play that emotionally. Yeah. But after he throws a big interception, you know you're s- swearing and throwing things at the TV, or you, you want him to be doing the same thing. Yeah. But then you have to sit back and think, well, is that really constructive? Yeah. Is that really what you want out of your quarterback? Yeah. Do I want him punching a locker room or something? And what, yeah, what, is that Gus Farrat? Gus Farrat punched. Uh, punched the hole in the wall, then couldn't go back in the rest of the game or something, yeah, like, something that. like that. But well, Gus Farad, wasn't he the guy that also, didn't he headbutt the, yeah. uh, the <laughs> yes. upright yeah. at maybe one point? Was, yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah. what I'm thinking. He headbutted the wall after I think he scored a touchdown. I'm pretty sure that was it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Heath Schuler was allowed to re-enter the game after <laughs> yeah. Gus Farad knocked himself out. One of the rare great moments for Heath Schuler yeah. in his NFL career. Yes. Uh, speaking of injuries, let's talk about uh, Johnny Smith and Jack Conklin real quick. They both got uh, IR designations today. Uh, both had knee injuries. Um, we signed a couple of people to replace them. But uh, what do you think is going to be the biggest hurdle uh, missing those two? I Honestly, I don't think there's a hurdle. I think Kelly was playing better than Conklin anyway. And I think when you have Ferkser as a pass-catching tight end and Stalker as a blocking tight end, I, I mean, you may miss his explosiveness, Johnny's explosiveness, but that's probably to me. That's all you're going to miss. I, I think Kelly's just as good as Conklin right right now. I think Conklin will be better next year because of injuries and stuff. But I don't think Tennessee's going to miss a beat. Honestly, I I have to agree because I don't want this to sound like what drives me nuts is when fans call into the midday 180, call into Titans post game shows, and start the 
oh, X player was injured, doesn't matter, next man up. I don't want to be callous like that because it's A, that's a bullshit attitude. But I do have to agree that if you had to pick and choose your injuries, those two are not the most devastating because Dennis Kelly was already playing better. And Ferks, even though we are just as responsible as anybody, started off as much as a joke with the Pro Bowl stuff and all that, he's catching literally every damn thing thrown his way. So... I mean, literally. Uh, literally everything thrown his way. So I'm interested to see when he steps up and what it's going to turn into. No, I like it. I mean. I, I, I'm i with you. I think that um, – I think Kelly's not going to be a drop-off at all to, to Jack Conklin. I'm not as worried about that. Jonu Smith was really coming on, uh, which it hurts with yeah, him going yeah, out. Yeah. But, you know, we, we had this discussion on the show also. Could Anthony Ferkser end up being Jack Doyle? I mean, this was a guy yes. the Titans didn't yes. value. He's on the scrap heap, and he's an all-pro now for yeah. Andrew Luck. I mean, given – if Mariota's the right quarterback and Anthony Ferkser's the right guy who's in the right spot at the right time yeah. and Mariota trusts him, I, I think tight end in the, in the NFL is such an interchangeable position when you get to a certain level. Yep. Like take out, the top, take out Gronk you know, and the top just athletic freak guys. You've got a lot of guys in there. It's kind of like running back for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've got a lot of guys who can get the job done. I haven't seen anything from Anthony Ferkser that makes me think he can't get the job done. Well, so I'm not – I mean, I'm not – Overly concerned about right. that. It just sucks because John o. Smith was really coming on. I mean, yeah. he was really yeah. improving. He's, he's that, building that confidence. It's and more all that. an emotional suck. Like, okay, we lost Delaney Walker. Now we've lost John O. Mm-hmm. You know, what's next? But I do feel better about Ferguson. And in fact, I think when we were talking about last week, when you really think of like top AFC tight ends, there's not a lot of AFC tight ends that really come to mind. I think, you know, we talked to Gronk, but Gronk's kind of uh, – outside of this last game was has been pretty dog shit. Yeah. And then – Kelsey. Yeah, Ebron, Kelsey. And then it's kind of like a big mix of a bunch of different people. And Ferkser, like you, you said, Lebowski, he's caught everything, 100% catch rate. He's reliable. He's there. He extends for the ball. He can pretty much do it all, and he has a fire to play the game. And, you know – Again, I I got some more Ferkser stats for later, but if he would have got seventy, well, it will get there pages? with the Giants. Two, uh, if he would have been on pace for like seventy catches, like Delaney, if he was like a Delaney type starter, he'd still have over eight hundred yards. I mean, this guy is got you know, I think it was uh, sixteen catches and two hundred two yards. That's a pretty good stat line. Oh, twelve yards a carry, so or twelve yards a catch. I mean, to think that <clears throat> Delaney Walker goes out with an injury. For all intents and purposes, you're down to your third string tight end, and a third string tight end is not. You're not looking at it like as long as he could get out there and produce blocks, I guess the Titans will be okay. You know that's that's yeah. actually the nice thing is to think that okay, if he steps up, it looks like the Titans are still not out of it with yeah. uh, with Ferkser. Yeah. I would love to find the first guy that played in the Ivy Leagues that's not referred to as heady and savvy. <laughs> like, can we find one dumbass player that played in the Ivy Leagues? <laughs> Yeah. I want one like athletic freak guy who's uh, some philosophy major from Penn right. yeah. or something that's really smart. It's just a, a complete moron on the football field. <laughs> uh, we need to find that one guy. Zach, like, Zach lines with the catch. You yes. know he went to Dartmouth? And right. what an absolute fucking idiot this guy is. Uh, yes, thank he's you. He's spraying yeah. Gatorade onto the floor now. He's not even drinking it. He has no idea. You basically have this combination of white, slow Ivy League players. Uh-huh. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick's not slow per se, yeah. but guys who aren't that quick of foot, not explosive, that are always referred to as heady and savvy. I want to find. I want to completely flip the script and find some <laughs> six five, two hundred fifty pound tight end 
from some <laughs> Ivy League school that just is a complete moron. Well, that's, I just can't wait. That's really the next step. Can John Robinson find that guy? That's what we need. <laughs> well, he see, found Anthony yeah. Ferkser. Can we now find the guy who's a complete moron? And now we got Ferkser who went to Harvard. Mm-hmm. So we're going to hear about that because he's now basically our starting tight end. Sure. So we'll hear that on the media. Wait until national media finds out that he played basketball. Oh, Lord. And, and he's, got the, he's got both of them. He checks basketball all the boxes. and Harvard. I mean, this guy. This guy can places. dunk a basketball. Yeah. This guy's going places. Justin Mello. Um, that squirrel sure can water ski. Yeah. He wrote that, and I was like, oh, my God. He played basketball. Thank uh-huh. you, Justin Mello, for, fi- for finding that out. We really need, we need Dylan off the Netflix show who did the dicks. Like that's yeah. that's yes. what we need out there playing yeah. tight end. Yes, <laughs> it's uh, also funny when I hear things like that because pretty much every football player playing in the NFL played yeah. high school, at least junior <laughs> high or high school basketball. Yeah. I mean, they're all exceptional athletes. Like, we all went to high school with a guy who played every sport. Like they would just show up and give you twelve rebounds yeah. a night and probably brick it off the backboard <laughs> down low and have no skill, but they were great athletes. Yeah. The media makes it sound like these guys are riding on the back of a trash truck <laughs> in high school and he just stumbled into college athletics and Jesus Christ, he can play tight end. This guy played basketball growing up. Like it's yeah. some amazing feat. Yeah. That a great athlete would also play basketball. I mean, being a multi sport athlete is nothing big. I played four sports in high school. It's nothing. It's nothing great. <laughs> Look at me now, an athlete. Quidditch yeah. doesn't count, yeah. by the way. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's now yeah. recognized by the yeah. TWSAA. I'm not. I'm not positive. It was Magic: The Gathering, the Pokemon <laughs> card game, the chess what club. Else? Oh, chess club. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, cross country. Yeah. Uh, I, d- I do really love. Fast. I do love guys that are really good basketball players, though, for a football team, just because the ball skills. Yeah. I mean, all honesty, like put a basketball player in that setting. And you can see uh, the difference at times. Guys who can go up and get it. Yeah. Because they're accustomed to doing that in traffic, as is just getting rebounds. Sure. Well, uh, let's get to this Jaguars game that seems like it took place a year ago. Um, First off, RIP, A.J. Bouye, Leon Jacobs, and Miles Jack. RIP. Feels like there should be like five other Jags. Oh, uh, (laughs) also, uh, Jalen Ramsey uh, should be pretty much on that list because Corey Davis ran from the complete other side of the field on that yeah. run. And, you know, Jalen Rim's like, nah. I'm he didn't gonna, want no part of that. Yeah. He didn't want any part he of He doesn't that. want part of that smoke. Is that what the kids are saying? The smoke? I have no idea. Don't want no smoke. I, I'm in my – I think I'm in my late 30s technically at this point, so no, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> How did they keep going back? Was it, it was Jacobs, right, that got like the three face plants? Yes. yes. He was the yeah. middle one. Yeah. Uh, we had Logan Ryan on the show, and we asked him, and he said well, it wouldn't happen twice to him because he'd go low. The se- first yeah. off, he, he was smart enough to go low the first time yeah. on Derrick Henry, but it just amazed me that he just kept going back for more. Like That's yeah. the most incredible part about that run is right around midfield where he face plants him three times, eventually knocking him down on the third time. I, just, I was amazed that you know, it was a great run. It says a lot about the stupidity of Jacksonville and some of those players, <laughs> oh the way they played that play. Yeah. I mean, it looked like Rob Gronkowski yeah. trying to make a tackle against yeah. the Dolphins all the way down the field. <laughs> was it Jacobs that was flexing after they stopped Lewis going for our fifth rushing touchdown for the Titans going for their fifth rushing touchdown? Uh, maybe. He rolls out to the left, goes out of bounds, and once they stopped him probably six yards from the goal line, Jacobs is standing over Lewis flexing, and I'm thinking – did y'all just allow 239 yards from oh, Henry, and, and who he, took himself out of the game? Jalen Ramsey, after every play down in the goal line, kept 
He would be on the end. Of course, they're not throwing his way. And he said after the game, hey, it's not my guy's not getting the ball. It's not on me. Well, you could also help and run defense at some point, too. When it goes to your side, it is kind of on you as well. That's neither here nor there, though. But kept going back to Taylor Lewan after every play. The game's over. They're getting blown out. And it was Lewan and Ramsey. And I'd, I'd watch him. You know, there'd be a play. And then he'd run over to Lewan. I'm thinking, just point to the scoreboard. Yeah. Like, what in the world yeah. is this guy Don't doing? Say a word. Coming back for more. It's, it's the, amazing the, the to flop, watch. The flop the was flop, amazing. The flop, the flop yeah. was fantastic. And, and I think Luan said scoreboard uh, prior to the flop. I think that's when he like, – Well, and that's when he was doing the, the fiddle or whatever yeah, also, yeah. playing oh the violin. Yeah. So beautiful. The violin was great. It was, uh, it, was, it was a nice touch. It is amazing to me, though, guys that have that commitment to talk trash. Yeah, that, that level of confidence. That just keep going back to it. Yeah, that level of confidence doesn't exist Well, it, beca- it, it, it changes from like confidence to stupidity when yeah. you're getting your ass beat the way they were. But it always amazed me, like the, the energy level that I'm going to keep going back to talking trash. Yeah. yeah. Never had that in my life. I would just shut up yeah. and play out the I'll rest like, of the game at some point. Oh, yeah, we're getting our ass kicked. I mean, as, a, gonna... as a team in the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I do mean this seriously, doesn't it have to be completely demoralizing to think that every single time you play a division opponent like the Titans, there's some kind of ridiculous record set against you? Doesn't <laughs> it have, literally, doesn't it have to get in your fucking head at some point? Or... Well, you know what really gets in your head? Blake Bortles being your franchise quarterback. <laughs> I mean, if you want to talk about demoralizing, it's a Jacksonville fan waking up and saying, you know, my team has made the determination that Cody Kessler is the best option at quarterback. <laughs> this guy gives us a better chance to win. And you know what? He does. Are you talking he about, doesn't make the big mistakes that Bortles did. Are you talking about the Blake Bortles who had his truck stolen because he left his keys and wallet in the truck with uh, it unlocked? That Blake Bortles? That's it's also really just a, human being. a perfect analogy for the entire Jacksonville season. <laughs> yeah. That and them uh, running up a $50,000 tab at a London nightclub. Yes. That was awesome. Lebowski I wish, and I didn't even do <laughs> no, that when we were I, I wish I could have been there for that. <laughs> and we weren't playing a professional <laughs> yeah. football game that Sunday. And they got to play the next day. I mean, I got, ridiculous. I got tabs in London that I was appalled over. They didn't even approach that. I was at a club called Fabric and couldn't approach uh, a grand, <laughs> much less 50 grand. I could not get one Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> Twitter account fan to talk that talk shit to me in the offseason about how the Jaguars were going to run the table and do all this and that. And I can't get any of them to talk to me. I don't understand it. I mean, they act like they went ten and six last year, and they act like they were they were one game away from fifteen and one. I mean, give me a break. Blake Bortles was your quarterback, and here you are. It's it's so sweet. All I did was just get back into Jacksonville mentions and just tweeting everybody, and nobody will talk to me. It's um. Can you think of a more if you're an, if you're coming out of the NFL draft, a place to get drafted? That just doesn't get you that excited. To me, it's Jacksonville. Like it's it's definitely bottom three in the league. I think it's Jacksonville is one A and Buffalo is one B. Buffalo's up there, but at least Buffalo has legit fans. Yeah, that's a good point. Like Jacksonville, you could probably go out on the town in Jacksonville. Not that many people want to go out on the town in Jacksonville. I don't find it to be a desirable place to to go out. But people wouldn't know who you are in a lot of spots. Yeah, anywhere in Western New York. I mean, it is a very collegiate-type following right. of the Bills. Like, you are royalty in Buffalo. But, yes, in terms of locales, Buffalo is right down there yeah. also. I mean, yeah. when, you've, when you've had to put a dog That's park. what you need to tell your Jags fans next yeah. time they come after you. Exactly. When You're you've the worst a- place to go play in the NFL. <laughs> I mean, they jump Or be in, a fan. I mean, jumping in mayonnaise, pulls of mayonnaise, but to call us to mayonnaise eaters or no, we but smell that's, like mayonnaise, that's That's, that's, that's what's so incredibly stupid. Let's yeah. just line it up. You also mayonnaise is delicious. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, exactly. Mayonnaise on a spicy chicken sandwich is the shit you know gods are made out of. Anyways, so your main chant is the county that your city is in. I, let's not even go there. 
you had to build a you had to build swimming pools in your stadium to get your fans to show up. It's just shut the fuck oh, up. They have I mean, dog parks now too. Oh, so. and dog parks. Don't forget the dog parks. Has there been any bites? Have I we been so. tracking that? That's so. I, I probably not, it, listen. A dog bite in Jacksonville that happens like all the time. Two things. That's like so. The, that's so not. The only thing that can happen now to Jacksonville that that it wouldn't even be surprised at this point is that one of their players gets bit by one of those dogs and gets rabies. <laughs> How many sex acts per game do they have to break up in the swimming pool? Oh, tons! I bet. <laughs> I bet there's At just some four. guy that just comes up behind a girl. There's a guy with a gold chain yeah. and a hairy chest. That beat it. They're like, no, sir. You're not getting in the pool. <laughs> there's a guy at know the, what uh, what's, uh, the condo resort downtown. Um, not the Icon, but... Um, ah, shit. I don't remember what it's called. But there was... The a, Viridian? Was, yeah, the, the Viridian. Uh, there was a guy well, I don't know that how would I get, pulled that one yeah. out. Very good. <laughs> there was a guy that would get in the pool there. Uh, my buddy Michael lived there, and he was like just spray tan tan even though it was summertime and he spent all of his time at the pool the situation yeah. lived in the Viridian the <laughs> but he was like he was like 60 years old and he would have the gold chain and stuff and the the, the gray hair did he go speedo like he's Italian oh yeah my brother moved back from Old Miss he, he bought a condo in the Encore downtown he doesn't live there anymore but a really nice swimming pool up there it's because he doesn't live anymore after, exactly. <laughs> after, yeah. like, after trying to live there like, for a little while it's like Unsolved Mysteries he yeah. hasn't been seen since 2012 so many people enter not many leave so his buddy gets in the pool and lights up a cigarette and my brother gets in his face and goes this isn't a, fr- a frat house like could you please put the cigarette out 30 seconds after his buddy puts the cigarette out somebody's on the side of the pool throwing up in a planter <laughs> and I look at Mark and I go not a frat house huh yeah <laughs> how tragic would it be if Lebowski's brother was actually dead <laughs> so I made that yeah. joke. he makes that joke like, alright uh, guys Chad's, thanks for having me Chad's been joining us tonight he's done he's done Cut <laughs> that'll be off. Chad's last visit on this podcast <laughs> oh man well um I mean, we, we we pretty much dominated that game. I yeah. don't think we – it's been hashed out through all it the has. different media I outlets. I mean, so. our defense looked great against Cody Kessler. Marcus right. didn't have to win the game for the first time in his life. Yeah. Uh, Rashawn Evans was awesome. Yeah. Rashawn yeah. Evans oh. is awesome. Sharif Sharif He's figuring it out. He is football porn. Sharif oh Finch God. was great. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, pretty much just domination through, through the entire game. Uh, but let's talk about something that uh, – Real quick, one person who was not good in that game. Who's that? Cam Batson on punt return. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, what the hell was that? I had shades of Darius Raynaud. Like I had PTSD flashback yeah. from that. We had people tweeting us <laughs> saying, "Can you put Clay Travis out there? He caught four <laughs> or three or what it was in flip flops to win a car when he was in law school." It's so true. It's amazing yeah. to me that you don't have. Like I remember when uh, Tennessee still sucks. But when the Vols, they were at their lowest point under Derek Dooley, they'd put like a walk-on, I can't remember the kid's name, maybe Zach Carter, a walk-on from Innsworth that would just go out there and fair catch everything. Yeah. yeah. And he never dropped it. But he was out there just to make the smart play. He right. might get five yards in return. He's not going to break anything. But he'd catch it or he'd fair catch it. How did the Titans not have that guy? I don't know. That at least just yeah. knows how to handle yeah. a punt return and at least fair catch it in the right spot or – Pick it up on a you know a bouncing ball, whatever, and just get whatever they can. And, and it's amazing. I've been drunk a lot of these games. Is Darius Jennings injured, and I'm just not aware of it? Darius Jennings, so I, you know, I went back and looked this up. He's never returned a punt in the NFL. The last time he returned punts, he returned two his freshman year at Virginia. Yeah. So that's the last time he's returned a punt. Now, he's done it. I'm sure he did a lot in high yeah. school also. I didn't, I didn't have his high school stats. I didn't go to Max Preps. To see the high school stats, <laughs> but um, so that I mean that may be an issue, but there's got to be someone. I mean, on that roster that that's can, returned punts. I, I know punt punt uh, returns are a little bit different because they have different height. Oh yeah. coming down. But you would think that the guy on kickoffs could at least do better than what 
everything we put out there so far. Yeah. Uh, I, I, the thing that baffled me was, yes, you muff the punt, but then you pick it up and you run back into the end zone. Ugh. Just Why fall forward. Just lay down and shades roll of Darius Reynard. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> PTSD all over. Good lord. This is where this is the opportunity we need. Where the Titans need to go again to an Ivy League school. Find the one dumbass who's supposed yes. to be there. Yeah. Can you wave your arm in the air? Okay, great. Can you catch this ball? You're good to go. Welcome to the Tennessee. I Dunham. can't believe that Hudson doesn't know how to fair catch or whatever this <laughs> Ivy League kid's name is. <laughs> Is your name Braden? Okay, yes. come here. Yeah, absolutely. You can get this thing done. <laughs> um, well, let's talk about the uh, the crowd at the game on Thursday night last week. Yeah. I want to – this was actually inspired by um, the discussion Chad and I were having walking into the game the other night. Um, I made a comment in the parking lot as we were going over to V-Love's tailgate. Fantastic tailgate, by the way. Zach over here throws a fantastic tailgate. Was that Vincent's tailgate? Yeah, Vincent's tailgate. Vincent's tailgate is, uh, without going into too much detail, is just... It's it's a good amount of debauchery. Yeah, so he had fun. the Je- he has the Jeffersons trailer, right? Yes. I yeah. So and I, I didn't know Twitter. that that was like uh, you you if you pay twenty bucks you get to eat whatever you want out of yeah. that truck. Whoa. I assumed they just showed up and people paid for it. Yeah. You know, you'd go and get whatever you want a la carte, and it was there right. for you if you wanted to eat. But no, apparently you pay twenty bucks, get a wristband, you get all that, Damn. which is great. That's yeah. pretty awesome. No, it was it was pretty. V Love gets after it yeah. before yeah. a game. He does. They have a whole yeah. Whole it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing, but. You know, I was making the comment, again, it was cold as hell that night. I get it. But, you know, I made the comment as we're walking over, parking lot's, you know, half empty. Granted, it was a couple hours before the game. But Chad and I got into the discussion about, I mean, what do we say? Tennessee Titans probably have 25,000 hardcore fans, right? And the rest are a mix between, you know, again, I'm not here to dump on an entire county, but I, th- I feel like we've got a lot of, you know, Williamson County fans that don't necessarily have to be there, and at some point in the game, they're thinking, I have a $1.2 million home that's a hell of a lot warmer than sitting in the stadium, I'm out. And so... And you got a lot of other do- uh, hardcore fans who, you know, can't afford to go. Yeah. For whatever yeah. reason, or, or can't go. And the ones that can go decide, I'm not going to go when it's cold at night. And yeah, and I think the number we thought was like fifteen to 25,000. Right. Let's say there's fifteen to 25,000 that's always there, no matter what. Rain or shine. If the Titans could just get that number to thirty to forty thousand, how much of a difference that makes? Yeah, because then as as things get better, the Williamson County crowd, and I, I don't want to just pick on Williamson County, the more affluent crowd will then start to go also wherever right. they they're located. Well, so this is and this is the topic I wanted to bring up with you, Chad. This is something I've wanted to discuss with you for a while. <clears throat> I'm going to make this sound as simple as possible, and it's not going to be. But I feel like if the Titans took a Nashville Predators type approach and started really actively going after those that live within the radius of the city instead of trying to appeal to a crowd base that's going to come as far away as Cookville or anything like that. If they started appealing to the demographic that lives downtown, lives close to downtown, much like how the Predators have, and try to turn into more of a party fan-driven atmosphere at the games, I've got to think the Titans would be successful at that. I, I agree with you, and it's it's funny because when the Titans came here, I was always against them being called the Tennessee Titans. Yes. I always thought this, would be, this should be Nashville's team, whatever the name was going to be, if it was the Copperheads or whatever was thrown out there at the time. I thought the Nashville Copperheads, the Nashville Titans was the way to go. Make it a Nashville team. I, I hate the... 
I hate Carolina. You know, I hate Arizona. It should be the Phoenix Cardinals. Right, right. Uh, it should be the Charlotte Panthers. I, I don't like it when you're trying to cater to an entire state when really the entire state's not your base. And I'm never going to say Tennessee to describe the Titans. People from this state, it's, the, it's Tennessee's the Vols. I mean, that's just the way it is. There's a lot more years of history there where you say Tennessee, you think Vols. I can't say Tennessee and think Titans. So I agree with your approach there. The problem with the Titans, when they got here, it was so easy. They were good right when they built the yes. stadium. They didn't have to market. It's the freaking NFL. So um, that's the F word I'll use today, freaking. Um, it's the freaking NFL. They knew that well, they were I'll always going to have a base there. Post, yeah, post yeah, please, yeah, please. That's please, awful. Please, please bleep that out. Yes, we can edit, right? We have sponsors. Christ. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. But they, they knew, you know, look, if, if, if we throw games here, people are going to show up. Well, then they got bad, and people stopped coming. And they didn't, they, there was no response. There was no real reaction. That It was just, well, you know, once they get good again, they'll come back. The Preds have always had to be creative from day one. People yep. didn't know what hockey was, so they always had to cater to that crowd. But I think you're on to something, Lebowski, in that if you make it a more hip thing for people in the city, especially young people, the Titans just aren't as hip. Yes. Is the Preds. Yes. Yeah, if you, you look- can make it something that's Nashville-centric yeah. <clears throat> that people that live, you know, we're, we're in a nice place right now, really close to downtown. People that live in places like this that live downtown, that's like, I'm going to the Titans game on Sunday because that's where everyone's going. Right. And, not, and I'm not disparaging anyone from anywhere, but those people now are probably thinking, you know, my crazy uncle from Carthage exactly. is going to the game on yeah. Sunday and right. I'm not. And that's... Yeah. You, you gotta you gotta eventually get past that. So I to answer your question, a long way to go around it, but I think that would be wise and, and to market the, that way. That's the thing when you look at the fans that do. But show also, up, you don't want to lose your base. Right, also, right. Right. people oh, that course. come in from Cookville right. and of Carthage course, yeah. and everywhere else. It, they're they're all. It's an older fan base. It's a way older fan base. And in my eyes, when I go to games and see people and look around, there's not a lot of the mid thirty. They're they're. Probably mid thirties is probably the second largest of the fan base, but the majority of it's going to be fifty plus. I feel like, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's part of the problem. Like Chad mm-hmm. said, it's not it's not hip. You, you go, you watch the game. Okay, we're going to have the Kroger race and whatever, and then the Logan <laughs> Roadhouse uh, shell game and all that kind of crap that doesn't really matter. Don't you shit talk that Kroger race. <laughs> <laughs> They, they really upped it today. They've almost completely cut out the whole video graphic, and now it's just the I Yeah, they've got, the, the, they've got the bottle of bleach out there. Yeah. With the, Can I tell you a secret? Uh-oh. Whichever mascot comes out last is the one that's going to win. It's, is that it? Is that it's so time. predictable. So predictable. Is that really a thing? Yeah. Did yeah, you figure that out? The last one that, yeah, yeah. it seems to be This a is thing. like my Darius Jennings punt return research. <laughs> yes. exactly You've gone back is. and looked at the film? Yeah, I've studied the tape. Um, but when, I do agree with what you guys are saying. Yeah. I think that's all very true. I think that the price point that the tickets are is a little high for the younger crowd. Which I think is it's a little high for issue. the fan base. Well, I and mean, that's, to be honest, but, we're, we're, but, we don't deserve to be the sixth highest yeah. ticket sell, ticket price in the NFL. Right. We're but, the Tennessee Titans. We've been pretty mediocre for most part of I, our I also think season. there is a major advantage that the Predators have in that they are located right there where all the bars are. They're located right there where all the fun stuff is to do after yeah. the game. 
And with the Titans, you cannot just leave the stadium and continue to party. You have to then get in a lift. You have to get in an Uber. Should have seen me do that Thursday. Thursday. There's a pedestrian bridge. bridge by myself. There's a pedestrian bridge right there. How lazy are the young people of America? It's hard. We have scooters. I mean, I know it's a walk, but sober yourself up on the walk over, and then gear it right back up with a shot when you get across the bridge. Thursday night, I left, and I'm walking over the bridge by myself, and I'm like, this is a terrible mistake that I've made. I should have stayed and drank a little bit longer but you could I, I feel like you could go any number of routes to try to combat yeah. that which you were talking about uh, keith with the with the pedestrian bridge you got bars or restaurants or whatever down there handing out two for one whatever the hell get people over back over the pedestrian bridge and i don't even mean this disparage i'm, I'm not trying to be disparaging for those that drive in from cheatham county that drive in from cookville it, it to me is someone who trust me will take any opportunity to dump on sec fans and tennessee fans and whatever it's very impressive to me that the Tennessee Volunteers are able to. Every time I'm driving back from Memphis down 40 East at that point, coming back to Nashville, and I see legions of Tennessee fans with flags on their cars that are driving from Memphis to go to the game, I'm thinking you're, you're making yeah. a seven and a half. Hour. That's it's impressive as hell. But the Volunteers are what they are. I mean, that's that's a generational thing with SEC football. That's something that yeah, the Titans are never. It, it's it's going to take maybe two more generations right. to get there. There's you just so can't much history with that. So this podcast will help. We'll we'll get that is we'll the point. So much. If, if you but honestly, know, I mean, you joke. I mean, things like this eventually will help. The, the more of this that happens, yeah, you know, you start to build people who have an identity with the team and with Very the fans. Nice guess. And that's what I mean. Brick by yeah, brick, thank you, brick, brick, brick by brick. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you're driving in from Carthage to come to the game, you're already doing that. Yeah, I just don't feel like the Titans should spend as much effort trying to still expand that fan base outside of the city. I really think that they should double down their efforts on focusing on the crowd that's already in Nashville and just get their ass over the bridge, well, get their ass over well, the bridge. The Titans caravan even goes up to Kentucky and comes yeah. down all the way oh, down Oh, northern to Alabama, they're in Huntsville, yeah, they're like, all over the place. Like, I just don't get the Titans I, caravan. Like, I'm, like, I'm going to try to say this without angering and, and just yeah. pissing off everyone who listens to it. The Preds, and I think you guys know what I'm talking about. The Preds games has the right mix. Oh, it's so good. Like, you go to the game, and it's like, this is the right mix of yeah. old, of young, of affluent, of uh, kids, you know, of families. It's just the right mix. The Titans, somewhere along the way, I feel like from 99 to 04, they had the right mix. Yeah. Right. And from 04 now, maybe Pac-Man Jones had something to do with this. From 04 <laughs> now, they just haven't recaptured the right mix, right. if that makes sense. You don't have as many affluent people going to the games. I notice this even in the club levels. You know, Again, it's not disparaging. It's just when you were in the club level back in the day, it's like these are like uh, heads of state that were in yeah. the club level, right? Yeah. Like it's just it's a, different, <laughs> yeah. it's a different clientele. And I think as that clientele, and that's not a bad thing, but as the clientele shifts, you're losing other people. You need to go attract a different base. And Lebowski, you may be on to it. The different base may be people that live downtown yeah. that are young and have – young, single, and have a little bit of money Well, and I'm that can go to games. I'm also conveniently overlooking something. When hockey arrived to Nashville, what, 97? Yep. Yeah. Did anyone at this table have a damn good idea of the full set of hockey rules besides what we played on NHL oh, no. 94 on Super Nintendo? I went to the first ever game at Bridgestone Arena, or right. whatever it was called at the time, Nashville Arena, I guess it was. So we've always so May Center. We've always been surrounded by a like-minded fan base. It's like I don't fully understand what's going on out there, but we're going to teach each other what this is, right? So I feel like that camaraderie has has kind of built up as a fan base with the Predators. 
that again with football, the second it showed up here, it was like fucking gay. I know what this is. Yeah, I'm going to that day. Oh, we're in the that's Super Bowl? offsides. I know what offsides <laughs> means again. Yeah. I didn't know what it so, was in hockey. So I am definitely overlooking the fact that there's a kinship there with the Predators fan base that has expanded out and has been open armed to want to welcome people from a quote unquote redneck state and area to come in and say, hey, yes, we have hockey in the South and it's successful. But at the same time, I feel like if the Titans as an organization were to put their focus into the fan base that lives directly in and around the city, I really do feel like they would have success. Nothing else just to fill up the seats that we need filled up at game time because how electric was that atmosphere at the Jags, at the Jaguars game with what? 50,000, Oh man, that, that Henry 000. run was deafening yes. as he got going. It was, it was awesome to see. And, and I think that it, part of this also falls on the Titans fan base because you have to realize that seven and six, this is the NFL. Yes. Like this is, I mean, I understand the swings of the way this team plays and all that, but this is what the league is set up to do. And, I don't covet those great teams as much as I covet the great fan bases out there. Right. Like, go to Kansas City Chiefs games. Go to Green Bay Packers games. Denver Broncos, even. Like, these traditional teams, and I get they've got a lot more history. But these traditional teams, they get it. And they're still there, and they're still passionate about it. They're still consuming everything that has to do with their teams. I feel like because they're such a college mindset, you know, if you're an Alabama fan, it's like, well, why aren't the Titans just dominant every year? You just don't understand, oh, this is the way the league is. Mm-hmm. So I think the more knowledgeable the Titans fan base gets, you're going to have more of those people that are there no matter what. And they understand when things go south, this just isn't the Titans' year. Right. Where these other fan Packers fans, they're pissed, but they get it. You know, they know right, Aaron Rodgers right. will be fine, but this was a bad year. They fired their coach, but it, they get that they're going to be good again. Yeah. And, and real quick, because I know we got to get to the Giants game, and we're running a little bit out of time. Uh, you were talking about the seven and six, and people not showing up or whatever. That's my fear with the Colts game, and that's this is kind of why I wanted the Colts to lose because I was hoping they would lose to the Cowboys too, and they would be completely out of the playoff race. Is that if if it comes down to a win and end, and Andrew Luck is coming into this in this house. Do we really have a home field advantage? Because it's five hours away. Their fans are going to travel just as much, and our fans love to sell tickets, and they're probably going to get tons of tickets. I don't know if we're going to have a home field advantage, and that's because our fan base is probably viewing it as, well, it's Andrew Luck. We've never beaten Andrew Luck. What's the point in going? Yeah, I'm going to be a little bit skeptical here. You could move this game to Knoxville and play in front of 100,000 Titans fans. I don't think it matters against Andrew Luck. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I am, I am I of the belief. You. And look, just, just keep winning at this point. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, I know they're an underdog in Vegas, but this is the toughest one coming up this weekend against the Giants, which I know we'll talk about. But yeah. win the next two and then make it a playoff game. At right. that point, it's a playoff game. Yeah. yeah. Odds are that's going to be a play-in game for both teams at that point. Then you take your chances – uh, with Andrew Luck, but I, I don't know that anything will affect that guy yeah. <laughs> against the Titans I mean, the way this thing is going. Like it. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. Well, let's talk about the Giants game. Um, what are you most concerned about, and why is it Saquon Barkley? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, it is Saquon Barkley. Um, as much as I want to fight it, he's just dynamic, and they're, he's probably that generational running back. I don't care if he's picked at two, picked at three, picked at four. It doesn't matter. I know that the Giants haven't won a lot of games, but they're still going to be better in the long term because they took Saquon Barkley when they could because Baker Mayfield is already off the board. Mm-hmm. They're not going to get better. They're not going to be a better team with Sam Darnold or Josh Rosen this year. 
and they're probably going to be better next year because they but kept Kyle Lalletta, though. Yeah, but I mean, they got Odell, they have Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram. Look at everything they got. They they don't have a lot of pieces, you know. I mean, they have a lot of pieces, but not a lot of holes on their offense now. Besides the one glaring hole of Eli Manning, and let's not go overboard with what he did against the Redskins. It was the Redskins. I mean, I'm not. I'm not they have go- like they have like 23 people on IR. I'm not going to go overboard, but I can't deny the fact that he's been spreading the ball around a little bit, and he's. I mean, well, now is- Odell's back, so he may not do that anymore. But that's. Yeah. I, I think if you combine Eli calming down a little bit, Odell coming back, and Saquon Barkley in the backfield, that's a that's a fucking problem. It, it can it's, be a problem. It's going to be a problem. But I think with. Rashawn Evans coming in. I, I think we can scheme defensively in our backfield or in the defensive backfield to take away Odell. I think we're going to be okay. I'm I am more worried than what I was at the beginning of the season about the Giants, but I'm not as worried about this game as probably a lot of fans may be. So they've averaged, I think, 30 points a game right around it in this four-game winning streak. Yeah. See, my biggest concern is not with the Giants. It's with Mariota. You need good Marcus in this game. Yes. This is a game you're going to have to score. Right. And I think the Titans will be fine if their offense is clicking. Um, I mean, they were clicking from the start against Jacksonville on that first drive. If, if they come out and look like that again, I feel great about the Titans winning this game. But you're going to have to outscore the Giants at some point. I, I, I believe enough in the Giants now that I feel like Barkley and those guys are going to get theirs. Yeah. So you got to have a good night from right. Mariota. That's a, yeah, it's a great point. I think that Derrick Henry, of course, hopefully he gets the ball more. And and two weeks ago, after the uh, the Jets game, they were coming through. The players were coming through the tunnel, and Vrabel was talking to all the players and stuff. And he stopped and spent an extra special moment with Derrick Henry. And people thought that maybe Derrick Henry walked away pissed, but I really th- thought that that moment was, hey, re- we recognize that you're playing well. Let's give you the ball more, and they did. So let's hopefully they do that. He needs. About they they're allowing about a hundred besides this last game about 120 yards to, per rusher, so it's about time that Derrick Henry gets another. He puts together two back to back 100 plus games, and I think if we do that, we should win. Let's keep the ball out of their hands and kind of play a little bit ball control uh, playing. And Ferkser to go to Ferkser. Evan Silva tweeted out. Targets to tight ends versus the Giants have a near 80% co- uh, completion rate the last 10 games. No Johnny Smith, no Delaney Walker. It's Anthony MF and Ferkser time. So, uh, did he also talk about how heady and savvy he was he, as a player? He Real gym rat? Yeah. High motor. But he did say uh, <laughs> Marcus has ta- targeted MF and Ferkser, and that's what he's, what he's typing out MF and Ferkser 16 times this season, 16, 202, 1. Ferkser should have a pretty good game, you would hope. I believe and I fear that Derrick Henry will do nothing after that performance. I know. It's, yeah, it's such that. a big fear of mine because call I it, am Call a it a Henry feeling. Drinker. I think they're going to try to go right back to him. Yeah. And we're going to get the old uh, the the slow run. lateral movements, Giants throwing everyone at him. Yeah. yeah. Him getting, you know, trying to backpedal and losing three yards on carries. I hope I'm wrong. I, I, I really do. I mean, and maybe it was. I mean, that's the hope for every Titans fan out there is that that was the start of something. Right. You're not going to get that every game, obviously, but something better than what we've seen. Yeah. Because right. I'm a big Henry truther, so if he falls flat on his face, it will be the most devastating thing ever. Even if we win, I will still be devastated. Yeah. 
I just want us to come out and throw the ball on the very first play of the game. I don't want to run twice for one yes, yard each yeah. and then be behind the stick. And throw on a third and 12 incomplete. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't I don't want to. If that's the start of the game, I'm going to start drinking. You want to throw the ball to Ferkser on the first play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Deep, bomb, deep bomb to Ferkser. Yes, yeah. Tight end so seam. Yeah. Um, do you guys have anything else you wanted to talk before we uh, Prediction? You want to do a prediction? I don't do predictions. I I, I Have you never done one on this podcast? I mean, I I occasionally say either they're going to win or lose, but I can't guess the score. I'm terrible at that. Gotcha. Yeah, Titans 40 to nothing. There you go. I like it. We'll say Titans win. Okay, Titans win. Uh, Well, thanks for listening, Effers. Uh, If you guys could rate us on Apple Podcasts, that would be great. It helps other people find no, the show. No, it's mandatory at this it's point. It's mandatory. It's mandatory. Did you listen to us? Yes. Go fill out the survey. Do we have a survey? Just click stars and le- say something nice. That's all say, I want. Say something lovely about Mr. Lebowski's sweaters. Yeah. Tweet tweet you guys. You need to throw out yeah. your Twitter yeah. handles so they can tweet you. Tweet us at F Words Pod. And uh You guys need to get Vandy Twitter on you. Like uh, they have it on me. <laughs> they're all over the they're all over the midday one eighty uh page right now too. And look, I'm like just This is my this is my life every day, is what I'm telling those guys. Like, look just at this. Because you're a part of the elite UT thug group. Oh yes. <laughs> okay, the no. U Thug. <laughs> the U Thug. I love your tweet about it being the next thirty for thirty. It needs to be the next thirty for thirty. You really need the U Thug tattoo between the shoulder blades like Tyler Bray. Yes. What if I told you Arian Foster couldn't afford Taco Bell <laughs> while he was in Knoxville? <laughs> <laughs> and then later, Lane Kiffin's recruits would hold up a convenience store while wearing team-issued gear. Oh, man. Just rate us on something if you're listening to this. And tell us your favorite Please. fact about pellet guns and convenience Yeah, what's Newkeese Richardson up to today? That's the real question. What is? I want to know what Newkeese did today. If someone knows where New Keith Richardson is, please tweet at me. Slide hit, in, hit slide these guys in my notes. Leave it in the review on our Apple. No, you guys yeah. can pass it along. If you yeah. podcast kind of sucks, by the way, this is New Keith Richardson. But uh, I mean, but, something. What's funny about those things? Someone's going to respond. But oh, I sell insurance with them oh, down yeah. In, yeah. in Opelika. He works at Hertz with me. Yeah. Um, well, thanks, Chad, for vi- or for uh, for guesting and for being so. Yeah, great. this was fun. Yeah. Appreciate you guys having me. Um, really, is there anything? Really well done over here. Thank you. Is there anything that you wanted to uh, pimp out, Twitter or uh, really long you can, show you or can follow me at Withrow Zone. Listen to the midday 180 on 104.5 The Zone, uh, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And uh, yeah, let's get after it. Just yeah. in general, just everybody get after it. Everybody get after it. I'm working on a new catchphrase to sign off. <laughs> yeah, on. We need, yeah, you need a new one. Yeah, let, the let's bang hats. You know, it's kind of come and gone. It's let's get after it. Everybody just yeah, get after let's it. Let's get after right? it, guys. Uh, well, we are football and other f words, and you've just been effed. Huh? Been effed. Been effed. Yeah. AJ Booyah. See, that's a catchphrase. Chad, you've just been effed. <laughs> or what about you've been chatting? Ch- just been Chad, and you've been chatting with Chad. And I'm gonna whiff throw it back to you. <laughs> oh, well done. I'm sorry. I Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show. It seemed smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. 
Check it out. And if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. <laughs> <laughs>